Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PZ85 Plays. We're live here at Cape Comic Con for the first time ever. Uh, so if you've, if you've never heard of us before, let me sort of lay things out for you. We are part of the Podzilla 1985 Podcast Network, which has been around since 2015. Uh, we do a bevy of different shows every week, everything from uh, politics to pro wrestling, from live plays uh, to all sorts of other stuff. And so we've got lots of shows for you to check out at podzilla1985.com. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast um, lots and lots of episodes to go back through but again today we've decided to bring pz85 plays here to comic-con so what we're going to be doing uh me and my illustrious cast here which we'll get into in just a second is playing through a one-sheet rpg as best we can in the next 50 uh 59 minutes is where we're at at this point um <laughs> uh, so real quick if you if you go check out pz85 plays on our on our website again at podzilla1985.com you'll see that we've played a lot of different games together everything from the 1987 West End Ghostbusters game. I think it was 87, uh, all the way up to more common stuff like D&D 5th edition. Uh, we play a Savage Worlds game almost every year, a more uh, modernized game. Uh, and we're getting ready starting on Tuesday because October is always a really big month for us uh, to play a little game called Candela Obscura. You might have heard of uh, Critical Role is playing through it now. It's sort of in beta and we're starting a Halloween game then. But today, what we've got for you, because it is almost October and it's almost spooky season, is a, a little scary one-sheeter for you called the witch is dead. I say scary. It's uh, it's fun scary. Otherwise, Lindsay wouldn't have come along. Because so, I'm a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go any further, let me briefly introduce uh, our cast for today, uh, beginning all the way down on my right with a man we call the man himself. This is Tanner Calvert. How's everybody doing tonight? Lindsay Wolfgong is here as well. I might be a little bit hoarse because I have been at my table talking up a storm. So. That's all right. We also run a show called A Horse Time, so we need a little bit of horse here at all times. Nay, uh, nay. <laughs> part, of, part of, of course, Sly Ducky Creations. And again, if you're watching out there on the floor, you can go check out Lindsay's booth uh, right now because other people are there as well. Uh, and then, of course, the man to my left here is uh, one Stephen Bright. Hello. I should have it's had something else for Steven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Steven, I was going to call you the holder you, of the potted plant. Did you but... find your potted plant? <laughs> I found it. It was last year. <laughs> last summer, we played uh, the most recent uh, Fallout game, the most recent Fallout tabletop game. Um, and and Steven played a, a, it was which guy, a Mr. Handy. A Mr. Handy. Handy yeah. Roy. yeah, yeah. With uh, Don't say Handy like that. That's all. <laughs> uh, with a potted plant on its head the entire time. Oh, that's a spoiler. Anyway, uh, uh, my name's Hunter Hendricks. I'm going to be your GM for today. I got to stop clacking these rings when I do that. Um, uh, I'm not always our, our GM on these games. Cody Sandusky, famously, uh, another member of our cast, usually runs our D&D-based games. He's running us through Curse of Strahd right now. So it has been a little while since I've GM'd. Um, but I think I've got the basics uh, down. So let's go ahead and jump into it if you guys yes. are ready. So for what it's worth, uh, because this is a one-sheet game, we are doing full character creation here at the table as well. None of these guys came in knowing much of anything about this game except what I managed to tell them. So let's get into it. The Witch's Dead begins like this. Once upon a time, there was a kind and wise and beautiful witch who lived in the forest with her familiars, and her life was peaceful and happy until a frickin' witch hunter broke into her cottage and dragged her out and frickin' murdered her, and now she's dead. So, if you get revenge, my players, uh, and kill him and bring his eyes to her corpse within the week, she'll come back to life. Or so you've heard. Even if it doesn't work, at least he's dead. So, to my players, you all 
are be will be playing cute woodland animals. Ooh. The witch's familiars, okay? You have four traits, and if you'd like to mark these down before we get into who your characters are, that way you know how they work. Yes. Um, your four traits are clever, which is how you interact with humans and understand them, of course. Uh, while you technically are a magical animal, you're still an animal. Fierce is your second trait. This is how well uh, you scare other creatures and people, how much you can drag or push things, carry items, uh, as well as how well you can bite or scratch in defense of yourselves. Sly is your third character trait. This is how good you are at sneaking, how good you are at stealing or hiding things. And your fourth trait would be quick. This is your ability to outpace others, how quickly you can move, uh, climb, or evade potential attacks. Okay. So clever, fierce, sly, and quick are the types of roles I'll be asking for from you over the course of this game. At this time, it's time to figure out who your characters are. Now, there's a little uh, lack of agency in this case um, for good reason, because you're going to be tasked with figuring out how these characters work right here at the table. So you all have a D10 ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can pass these around one by one so that no one makes too terribly much noise. We'll start with Steven. Steven, roll your D10. We'll find out what you are. I got a seven. All right, Stephen, over the course of this game, you will officially be playing a magpie, a little bird. Um, your stats will be clever two, fierce one, sly one, and quick two. Lindsay, what's your role? I got a six. All right, Lindsay, you're going to be a hare. Ooh, I'm a bunny. A bunny rabbit. Um, you do not have a clever score, unfortunately. A clever. You know zero. what? That's fine. <laughs> um, you're also not fierce in any way at all. A clever. Because well, I'm a zero. fluffy bunny. They're going <laughs> to shoot me, eat me, and turn me into a hat. But you do have a sly skill of two, and as I you might better expect, be fast. A quick of three. Yes, three is the highest. So again, stat I'm the Dex have. character. That is correct. <laughs> quick is uh, uh, three is the highest stat you could potentially have. And Tanner, what are you? It looks like I'm also a six. Okay, roll again. I want to have multiple ones. No double bunnies. Four. A four. Oh, yes. I oh, love yeah. this. Tanner, you're a spider. Ooh. <laughs> now, I'm going to leave it up to you because it does not specify what kind of spider. It could be as small as a brown recluse, like the one that bit Shannon, our leader, or it could be as big <laughs> as a tarantula. Um, I'd prefer it not be one of those crab ones that, that's like, you know, four <laughs> feet across. Uh, but any any size along there, and you can decide uh, now or as the time comes. Um, your stats will be that you have a clever of two. Unfortunately, you are not fierce at all, a fierce of zero. You have a sly of three. You are quite capable of sneaking and stealing and all those things. Uh, and a quick of one. Your size makes you not quite as, as nimble or quick as perhaps the others. Okay. All right. Now we'll work backwards because you also all have a spell that your witch taught you. This is some simple hedge magic. Nothing that's flashy. Um, basically something to help out around the house. But of course, what you choose to do with it over the course of this adventure is up to you. So Tanner, if you would go ahead and roll your D10 again. Got a nine. All right. As a spider, you have a, a spell that allows you to distract or confuse others. Now, how that plays out uh, is completely up to you. What exactly it is that you do with this magic uh, to distract or confuse others, perhaps change your appearance or uh, affect those around you. Lindsay, what do you got? I got 10. All right. Um, <laughs> I love this. Uh, your witch uh, taught you, the hare, how to make a book read itself out loud. So because I'm can, not clever, I can't you, read it exactly, myself. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can cast this little bit of magic, and if you'll pass the dice tray, we'll keep it rolling. Yep, yep, you yep. can cast this little bit of, of magic. Perhaps she had you uh, read um, 
spell books allowed or or maybe just something in the kitchen uh, to help her cook. And that way she can continue what she's doing without having to, to listen. Of course, you can't speak to her to say these things. Stephen, what about you? I got a two. All right. So, Stephen the Magpie, you are capable of conjuring light. Um, again, nothing flashy, nothing overly intense, but uh, if it's too dark and you can't see the candle to light it, then of course you could you could do that. I'm as pretty well. sure those are the exact trolls that Shannon made when they he are wanted in, to know what they he was are indeed. Do. They are indeed. So uh, the spirit of Shannon's potential character will live on uh, as as we play this game. So. As you all are recording your stats, here's something to keep in mind. Anytime that you attempt to do something, you'll roll your d10 and you will add your most relevant trait then to that, the number that you have with it. Um, I'll tell you which number you need to equal or beat along with whichever trait goes with it. If it's a dangerous task, if you uh, roll equal to or under your danger, then you gain a point of danger. Uh, this means now that you're in some sort of serious trouble. You are trapped, lost, captured, or uh, far enough down the track there, dead. Using magic for what it's worth is always dangerous even if your spell is very simple. Um, my characters basically will not use dice. They simply force you to roll them, okay? For what it's worth, most tasks that would be normal to a human being is quite difficult for an animal unless, of course, you break it down into smaller steps. You don't have opposable thumbs. Uh, all you really know of the world is what the witch has taught or told you over time, okay? You can talk to animals of the same or similar species as yourself and as well as others, uh, but beyond that, you are incapable of communicating with others outside. Um, it's also important to note that you can lower that danger score by solving or running away from your problems, basically getting out of them in some form or fashion. Run away! <laughs> now, for what it's worth, before we begin, there are also a couple of roles that I need to make. Um, one of these will be kept in secret. Uh, what you need to know is that the witch hunter who killed your witch is very duplicitous and very hidden, very sneaky, very capable of... Uh, of uh, acts of escape okay as well as this the village the only thing that the witch told you about it before her untimely demise oh, wow it's two eights in a roll is that it is full of hardy mining folk <laughs> so ostensibly this means that you live somewhere probably in the mountains and in fact uh as we begin unless anyone has any questions that's where we're going to start i think i'm good i think i'm ready okay well then by all means Let's play The Witch is Dead. I'm in danger Shanna of being someone's so dinner. Yes. Is there a way Well, this is a, a PZ85 play staple, something that should have been asked, of course, and I love that we're asking it in this venue. Um, Stephen, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and handle this one. Well, here's um, a question for you, Shane. Oh, he's going to take care of it. <laughs> Stephen has a follow-up question. What, why is a grown man uh, really concerned with how a tabletop game is played? <laughs> and the bit lives on all right so <clears throat> players are you ready yes yes sir let's begin it is early morning late in the year so ostensibly around what we would consider to be november maybe into early december quite cold dawn is just breaking and you were waking up uh in a very well-appointed but small and tidy cottage in the mountains so you're surrounded by tall pine trees outside um, the needles of which are scattered along the earth inside the cottage it's colder than you normally anticipate by now usually your caretaker would have a fire going in the hearth but that hearth is stone cold today as is the witch who you find left on the floor 
almost in pieces. She's been brutally murdered. What do you do to begin the day? Um, I would stretch and wiggle my little nose and sense that something isn't quite right and then see what has happened to our fair leader and go to wake up my buddies. All right. What about the rest of you? Uh, I would start off by stretching my extremely long legs <laughs> as I am one to do in the windowsill. Hmm. And, you know, that's, that'd be where I would sleep. That were, that's where my, my, my web would be. Okay. So you have a web maybe in the corner of, yeah. of one of the exterior windows. Um, so when you wake up, you're actually up above. You're probably the first one to feel the, the sun coming through. Yeah, what little bit yeah. there is to do. Okay. I guess I would be kind of outside in a nest with my magpie. So probably just kind of see that there's no smoke coming out of the chimney, mm. you know, whenever it should be. So figure I should try to come over to the windowsill and investigate. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think you start outside, maybe in one of those, again, tall pine trees <clears throat> right at the edge uh, of the cottage. And so you flit over uh, to the windowsill where in fact, uh, Tanner happens to be stretching in his web at that time. Um, from the outside, it's difficult to see through the windows, although it is again, a well-appointed and, and well-tidied cottage. Um, it's probably in the, the mountain, sun's so reflection. Certainly. Kind of and it's shine. quite dusty as well. Mm -hmm. um, but you are used to entering through that, that window from time to time. Unfortunately, it is currently shut. Yeah, it's not open. Which, yeah, usually has it open for me. So uh, I guess I'll start pecking out the window to see if I can get someone's attention. Okay. Uh, i tell you what, if you would quickly make me a... I'd say this is a clever role, but the idea is not to interact with humans in this case. So let's call it Sly. I think this is more mental than, than physical. I got a nine. Okay, and then add your sly score to that. We got ten on a that. Ten total. Well, that's more than enough to succeed. Um, so your pecking gathers the attention of both of your compatriots. Now you're all quite aware of each other. You've you've all been with the witch for some time now. Um, so it definitely gets the attention of Tanner. Let's cut over to the hair. What are you doing at this time? Uh, I probably would have hopped over to the window. Okay. Is there any chance that our wonderful witch would have had a little entrance for me to get in and out of as I please? Um, it's possible, but even if so, it's probably secured uh, overnight, mainly not so that you don't leave, but so that others don't come in. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, however, there is a stack uh, of a, a very overstuffed chair that's been used many, many times. Um, it's sort of worn threadbare along the, the cushions. Um, al along with, uh, alongside that, there's a, the chair and then a stack of books, just a series of books. And in looking at them leading up to the area where the, the windowsill is, where, where Tanner's character is residing, um, you do get the idea that that sound you're hearing from there, you could probably get up to eye level of that if you took some careful steps to okay. do so. Yeah, I would, I would hop up. Okay. To see where I can see. Make a quick roll, if you would, please. Uh, nine plus three puts me at 12. Yeah, it's no difficulty at all. Um, <laughs> you've probably plotted this path more than once. In fact, um, perhaps you occasionally nudge the, the witch to put the books back in the same way that she has. Because, of course, no human would stack books this way. <laughs> um, so you hop up the set of books such that you are eye level now with the windowsill. And all three of you are essentially in the same place, uh, except for, of course, a thin pane of glass that is separating the two of you. What would you like to do? Peer inside the window, see what we see. 
Dude, you're inside. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, I was insinuating that I was outside earlier. Well, that's fine too. If you'd like to be outside, that's fine. We'll play it that way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, we're just yeah. gonna leave me in the house by myself. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you outside I... dwellers. Yes, I'm an indoor bunny. <laughs> it's indoor warm bunny. in there. It's true. That's why? True. Why live in the dirt when you, I can live in a house? You would, I guess, Tanner, have more access to uh, food sources outside. Yeah. It would make sense that you you might uh, alight outside in that way. So, what would you like to do? Yeah, again, just look through the window, see if see if we I realize what's going on. Okay. Um, the two of you, uh, Stephen and Tanner, for what it's worth at this point, can at least see the bunny. You can at least see the hair <laughs> up close to the window whose nose is twitching, whiskers are, are moving rapidly. Uh, and again, for what it's worth, you are capable of talking to each other, even though you're not mm -hmm. the same species. Uh, if they can hear me through the glass, I'm going to holler at them that uh, she's not moving, and it's a big mess. <laughs> With... But fire not going in the chimney, mm -hmm. I guess I can make my way to the top and try to enter to the home that way to see what she's talking about. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to call this a, a climb check specifically, but if you'd like to do so, make a quick roll, please. You're perfectly capable of doing so. You just might encounter some issues along the way. Eight. And total. eight total. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a basic task. So you're capable of doing so. Um, you stretch your wings out. You are. Uh, flex them just a bit, and then quickly dart in through the chimney, uh, avoiding the little patches of soot until you come out into the, the cabin proper. It is quite cold. It is quite dark. It's not what you know this place to be. You're inside from time to time if you don't live there specifically, but it feels off. And of course, you can clearly see why in the center of the floor. The witch is face down, um, and, and she's clearly gone from this world okay uh i guess go over try to check her out see what's going on like why mm. why she's on the floor okay this. that'll be a clever role then we I got seven to total on that seven total. um really all you're <laughs> capable of of telling at this point is that she is gone that something is clearly wrong you understand the concept of death um and that she has experienced it but in what way specifically it's not very clear okay all right, I'm going to, being small, I'm going to try to find a way to cre creep in myself, whether that be through a keyhole through the door or in the crease of the door or something like that. Sure, of course. Make a, make a quick roll, if you would, please. Uh, four. A four? A four. Ooh. Okay. Well, worth noting, then, in that case, um, <clears throat> you go to, to find an open space, um, and the window's sealed tighter maybe than you're used to in fact it almost looks in better shape than it had been in the past which doesn't really make sense to you mentally um trying to alight the idea of someone causing so much damage and yet at the same time maybe improving conditions in some way um it's not clear to you why but this place is far more secure than it has been in the past and you can't quite find an easy way in interesting I, I guess I'll try to communicate that through the window to my friends inside. Okay. They can hear you. Uh, you may have to sort of, for lack of a better term, speak up a little bit, but okay. they can hear you. Yeah, guys, I can't get in. It's, it's completely sealed out here. 
Is there a latch or anything on the door I can maybe nose open? Indeed, there is. Um, I would like to try to nose it if I can. <laughs> the biggest issue uh, is that while you're perfectly capable of climbing up to the window, uh, there is nothing near around the main door that gives you space to get quite up that high. At best, you get the idea that it's possible you could uh, jump up and maybe just tap it in time with your, your hind legs. I'm willing uh, with to your try feet. it. <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a difficult sort of a high stakes roll, but it is possible. This is for what it's worth. Uh, we're going to say a quick roll. This is a movement based situation. A oh, four. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a dumb bunny. So, well, it's 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 not that you don't know how to do it. It's that the physical act of it is not nearly as simple as you thought it would be. First of all, it's still early in the morning. You're used to a nice warm cottage. It is, again, cold a as a stone inside, uh, and you're just literally not warmed up. And so you you go to make the jump, you stretch out, and you get the idea that you actually, uh, Stephen, you would see uh, that she gets about halfway up to where she needs to be. Not yeah. quite high enough to, to pop the latch yeah, on the Yeah, I see door. the difficulty of the bunny, but know what they're trying to figure out, I guess, or you know, figure out what they're trying to do. So I mm -hmm. will want to try to fly, kind of hover, and... Huh? Kind of like okay. do so that. You're gonna undo move that it with lash. your beak is the idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do we need on that? I'm gonna say because the the flying itself is not difficult for you. This is going mm -hmm. to be a fierce roll. Fierce. Yeah, because basically you're trying to push that latch right. up while you're in flight. Okay. That is a six. So six total. Yes. It's very close, and it takes you just a minute. I am gonna ask you to take a point of danger on this while you're okay. not actively in danger. Um, it is essentially it's painful to do so because mm -hmm. you're trying to both move uh, and use your beak to pop the latch. At the yeah. Same time. I, I can hover, but I don't have the precision. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, this is, this is where that point of danger comes into play. But fortunately after a bit of a struggle uh, and I imagine a lot of bird sounds, uh, <laughs> you, you managed to uh, release the latch. And so the door creaks open uh, very right. sturdy, uh, but, but, cozy as much of the rest of the cottage is wooden door creaks open just a, a hair no pun intended That's ah. okay. all right well now that i'm gonna i'm gonna join the fray since <clears throat> i've been left outside okay have you decided what kind of spider you are daddy long legs i believe oh Ooh. well that's interesting <laughs> okay that's new so you're not particularly big or small it's more of just a in between a, yeah it's it's, it's, it's yeah. the slowness that gets me <laughs> I, there's no quickness to me, so I'm like, hey, why not? Yeah, that works. I like that. Okay, so yeah, you're capable of uh, now, you know, popping down, uh, climbing down the side of the cottage, and and making your way into the front door. Now you can see in person what everyone else has seen. What would you all like to do? Well, um, how's the lighting in the cottage now that we don't have like the fire going? I know it's morning; the sun's mm -hmm. probably kind of coming in the window. But yeah, it's there's still kind of like some like sure. shadows that we probably want to get lit up and yeah absolutely uh it, it is exactly as you said it's not as bright happened. as it normally is but yeah. it's certainly not as dark as it would be in the in the dead of night either so you can see well enough but there there are definitely areas of the room that are still cast in shadow okay say so i figured that might not be important then so as long as we can see her sure we can probably figure out what's going on then, absolutely so. Yeah, so we basically we need to start looking around here, seeing if we can figure out what's happened, and any clues to who's been here and what caused this. Do do we see any like trail or tracks around the floor that mm. that's not typically like normal? That's a good question. Make a clever roll. That is a seven. <laughs> okay. 
uh <clears throat> you Stephen, you fly down back to to where the the witch's body is and you sort of hop around a little bit getting a, a survey a little lay of the land um <clears throat> and sure enough even though you don't spend a lot of time uh, on the floor, of course, in, in this space, um, you see that there is sort of a deep groove cut into the wooden floor. Um, it's it's not continuous. It stops at certain intervals, but it looks like something was dragged along the floor, either into or out of the cottage, right to about where the witch's body lays. Hmm. Say it's about a quarter of an inch groove uh, deep. It's... Uh, much smaller than that across you can't okay. see it there but <laughs> a much smaller space gotcha i'm definitely point that out to everyone and uh i guess see where i can figure out what caused that uh see uh do i see it coming like from any particular entrance or exit there is only one entrance in and out of the cottage or at least i should say one one portal one door mm -hmm. uh, that enters and exits the cottage yes okay so definitely point that out to everyone. Okay. What we Does do the witch that. have a diary that she would have written in daily? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's quite possible. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. And not only uh, do you know that, but you know it specifically uh, because of that little hedge magic spell of yours that yes. occasionally, uh, because she lives a very solitary life, say for the rest of you, she likes to uh, sometimes reminisce about her past. And so she has you uh, cast your little reading spell and, and, Yes. Remember I, what the, the day was that like. That is what I want to do. Okay. Then let's see. That will be... Oh, reading is not a specific stat. Let's go with a clever <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we get a three. Um, oh. Well, for, so, so for what it's worth, you can cast the spell no difficulty. Yes. Um, the problem uh, essentially is figuring out which entry for it to read. So you, you cast your spell, which importantly means you take a point of danger. Okay. Um, you cast your spell. How do you cast your spell? What do you do? Um, I have to nose the book uh -huh. that I want to read. Uh -huh. And I have to wiggle my ears and shake my tail. Okay. And it does its thing. All right. And that's exactly <laughs> what you do. Um, un unfortunately, because the book isn't open, it reads to you the cover, which says diary. And that's all. <laughs> so you hear this, you, this sort of booming voice go, diary. And that's all. <laughs> It reads simply what you can see at that moment. Hmm. I, I look at Lindsay, you look at the rabbit and go, what the hell? <laughs> That's kind of a vision of privacy. And I'm just going to stare. <laughs> she just passed away. It's true. It's true. <laughs> what are uh, you doing over there? There might be something in it as to what happened. Oh, I didn't think about that. Dead air. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> so, uh, being the smaller of the critters, I'd like to follow this groove, see if I can figure out anything. Okay. All right. Uh, make uh, Let's make a sly roll for this. This feels um, sort of like you're following something sneaky without necessarily being sneaky yourself. I rolled a five. <clears throat> a five total? Yep. Okay. Uh, you are easily able to follow this groove in the floor from the witch's body to where the door is. Um, but outside the door, again, there are all these super tall pine trees surrounding the cottage. They're, they're almost oppressively on top of it. Um, it is nothing but a bed of pine needles. And so the trail literally stops right there. In fact, it now has you second guessing as to whether or not this has anything to do with the, the witch's death. Um, 
you imagine it must, and yet at the same time, you can't tell in any way, shape, or form yeah, where it goes. I can't from differentiate there. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna let my my friends know that you know, hey, I try to follow this. It, I, it doesn't lead anywhere that I can tell. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe maybe if this is even involved with what happened to her, that it's covered in pine needles. So that that's kind of a dead end for us right now. I didn't see anything last night. Did either of you two see anything from outside? We don't get visitors. Did you see anyone? <laughs> Nothing that I've noticed outside, I don't think. I'll help you answer that question. Importantly, you did not. Whether it is because it happened after you went to sleep or some other reason, uh, you did not see anyone enter or exit the cabin last night, save for the witch herself. And she entered and exited at regular times. Okay. Has anybody... Just double check. Has anybody actually checked the witch? Like, looked her over to see what kind of if there's any kind of marks on her. Or anything? She is quite dead. Oh, okay. You're you're just you're questioning. <laughs> I thought you were questioning the potential issue. No, <laughs> Turns no. out this is. Uh, I've just been messing with you. Sorry, well, she's, she's not really dead. Or no. really and the game is over. <laughs> she's, she's real drunk. No, like, are, there, uh -huh. like, are there any marks on her that maybe give us a hand of what happened here? Or who was sure. involved? Uh, for what it's worth, she is face down uh, on, on a cursory glance. You don't see anything unusual about this other than the fact that she's laying face down on the floor. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, is there any way we can flip her over to see if we can see anything? Oh, that's a good see, question. Yeah, I don't know if anyone... I mean, I'm a spider. I can spin a it. strong web and see if it works <laughs> over somehow. Uh, I, I would, might be able to lift a hand, but I don't know about anything else. Yeah, I would I would say that potentially, uh, Stephen and Lindsay, you two could pool your resources and attempt this if you were to, to pull and fly at the same time that the, the, the hair were to maybe kind of get under her and you, try to, to muscle her that direction. Like shove it her face. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yeah, say whatever. up front that, Tanner, you are going to be useless in this situation, <laughs> except for potentially moral support <laughs> come on you guys got this i believe in you sure. this is one of the rare times that we'll, we'll need a simultaneous roll but yeah so so this is going to be uh this is a fierce roll for both of you oh goody right. yep please roll better i well, got that's a nine good. Oh, yeah good. Plus. oh nothing plus nothing yeah All right. I, good. I, I am good not know. clever nor am i fierce. Not fierce i got eight a nine and an eight together yes all right it is um slow work and it takes the better part of five to ten minutes with a couple of breaks in between. But eventually you do manage to at least sort of get her up onto her side for what it's worth. Uh, Lindsay, you're not going to be able really to investigate her, though, because you are effectively holding her up. Okay. You're, you're putting everything you have into propping her up on her side. Uh, however, the other two of you now can actually see her. Uh, her, her face and and the the front side of the witch. Please um, look quickly. She's yes, heavy. I, I will I will get in there as quickly <laughs> as I can. It doesn't take much. Um, she has a deep groove that is the same sort of width and consistency as the one on the floor, cut directly into her face. Uh, and it it um, does it line up with the groove on the floor? Uh, you would imagine doing some quick mental math. It would if she were to lay back down uh, or if she were to be let let back down. Um, it is of course uh, bloody. Um, surprisingly less bloody maybe than you would have expected, but but she is is um, it, it's quite clear this is the source of her death. Okay. Can we tell the origin if it was physical or like a magical? Not at a glance. Not at a glance. Okay. Uh, it, it certainly looks physical. It, it looks like a blade wound. Okay. Um, it's it's very clean, very precise. Uh, but but could it potentially be magical? Of course. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean. Lindsay, you can, you can let her down softly. Be, okay. be respectful. <laughs> Respect I, it, Ed. I hop out 
quickly okay. as she just flops back on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> um, have, we haven't checked outside the house besides the window. Well, and, and I followed the groove to... The oh, yeah, you followed needles. it to the door. Okay, mm -hmm. that's right. Yep. Man, I don't know. We should probably go outside. Okay. Because there's nothing else in here, so I'm going to hop over to the open door and okay. yeah. go outside. Well, um, I'm assuming I just want to go up top and see if I can like survey bits. Oh, okay. So you want to fly up and, yeah, and see, see if, if there's anything that's not normally. Sure, of it, course. Um, let's uh, let's make this a, a clever deal because you're looking for human interaction in this Shoot. case. Yeah, that's a Three. three total okay so you're perfectly capable of flying up in the air and, and getting sort of a, a lay of the land um, but it doesn't look any different than normal this is not something you don't do every day uh and again there does not seem to be anything unusual outside the cabin okay or cottage whatever mm -hmm. you like they're uh, interchangeable <laughs> well i'm gonna ask Lindsay if uh, where where do the pine needles start do they start right at the door pretty much yeah i'm gonna ask Lindsay if she can uh, use her stronger rabbit legs to clear some of those pine needles so we, oh. can, get the dirt, yeah. so we can follow this trail I'll, further. I'll totally kick some of them up. Yeah, absolutely. Make, um, oh gosh, I guess this is a fierce roll. It's, it's a push situation. It is a four. It's a four total. Um, I mean, you're perfectly capable of moving the needles. The The situation is is such that, though, if there's anything to be found underneath them, it, it's not obvious. Okay. Well, that was worth a shot. I wanted to see if maybe the, the pine needles fell and covered up the trail we need to follow. Yeah. It is, for what it's worth, now about 10, maybe 10.30 in the morning. So morning is in full swing. We're approaching midday. Okay. It's not particularly warm. Again, it is very late in the year. So um, for those of you big enough to do so and, and producing of this kind of thing, you can see your breath in the air. Um, yeah. What uh, would you like to do next? I, I'd like to look like in a straight line from the front door of the cottage to the nearest tree. And I like to climb the tree, see if I can see anything like in forest floor. Okay. All right. And I am able to climb. So we're looking for, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you make a climb roll. That's easy enough, but we're looking for, uh, this is a clever situation. Okay. I got eight. An eight total. Yes, okay. Um, so you climb the nearest tree. You you survey the situation where you were. You came from a straight line from where that groove was in the floor. Uh, you climb the nearest tree and you look out sort of further into the forest and it takes a minute for you to spot it. But eventually you notice that there is once again um, sort of a straight line in those those needles. Uh, it definitely lets up at the edge of the cottage, but somewhere past that tree that you're currently in, it, it picks up again. You start to notice what almost looks like a dotted line pattern. Um, that heads directly northwest of the cabin. Now, you would know, for what it's worth, uh, that the closest village is roughly in that direction. It's been some time since you've been there. You uh, maybe sometime in the past hitched a ride on the on the wagon uh, that the, the witch takes into town from time to time. Um, but that's where that is located. How far away, it's not immediately clear to you. That, that sort of distinction is not something you interact with regularly. Okay, I'm going to let my colleagues know this information and... Uh... See if we should start setting off in this in this direction. So we should follow it. Yeah, let's follow the trail. Yeah, that okay. seems like best course. Of Do action you want there. to catch a ride? Yeah, I'm going to hit a ride on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going I'm, to ride on? Oh, do I want to ride on the rabbit's back or hitch a ride with the bird, like swinging from a web? I'm going to go with a rabbit. <laughs> that's like my safest bet. That'd be my luck. That's probably the that's probably the safest bet. Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, as a hare, she, she's big enough to, to yeah. uh, you know have space for you there the and something to hold on behind. to. Yeah. All right. So you all head off into the forest then. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
Um, your activity of, of heading out toward the, the village takes off without a hitch for, for quite some time. Uh, you travel in that direction until it is, you would guess, about midday. The sun is uh, effectively overhead. It is sunny, even though it is sort of uh, gray and, and cool outside. Um, you Before you see it here, the sounds of running water. The forest, for the most part, is is very straightforward. It is pine trees all around, um, but there's a bit of a clearing up ahead, and as you make your way into that, you can now see very specifically there is um, what is probably best described as a creek. Uh, it's approximately 10 to 15 feet across. You cannot quite tell how deep it is, but you certainly cannot see the bottom from the edge of it, uh, and it is rushing right through the area where you are. If you look into the left or the right, you cannot see the end of it in either direction. Okay. Well, can I look around and see if there happen to be any downed trees in the area? There are quite a few downed trees, as a matter of fact. Uh, none which are blocking the, the path of the water itself, but uh, there are several, uh, at the very least, large limbs that are downed in that area. They still have a few needles sticking to them, but there's obviously a much larger collection of them at the edge. Are there enough of them that I could play hopscotch to get across the river? <laughs> Uh, if you were to get them into the water, potentially, okay. uh, they're not currently in the, the, the water. Again, it's actually quite clear. You would uh, imagine this is probably kind of a mountain stream. This is something that's flowing down from the, the top of the mountains. Again, these are hardy mining folk that you're heading toward. Are there any beavers nearby that we can ask for aid? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Uh, if you'd like to try to find one, let's have you make... Uh, I imagine they're not making themselves obvious, so make a sly roll. That's a five. That's a five total. Um, you don't see any other animals in the area. You do hear the sounds of some other birds. Uh, Steven, you'd probably be capable of identifying them, but but um, for what it's worth, nobody you know. <laughs> okay. you, you don't immediately Would run into any companions. Would there be anyone big enough to where I can talk them into helping my friends across the river? You can without certainly try. Them. Without eating me. <laughs> I am not dinner. Let's uh, let's once again make a, a sly roll in this sly. case. Uh huh. That is 11. All right. That's pretty good. So um, it takes a couple of minutes, but you you do run into some, some um, maybe not compatriots, but acquaintances at least, uh, some other birds that you can explain to, to them what is happening and what you're doing and who these, these other uh, creatures are with you. Um, they tell you that most creatures who normally need to get across this area, most ground creatures, which of course they sort of laugh at because you are all quite capable of not worrying about this regularly. <laughs> we are not creatures of the sky. <laughs> um, they make a suggestion, uh, one of two suggestions for what it's worth. You could head uh, up further northeast, which would take you a little ways out of your way, um, but there is actually a footbridge built across the, the creek there. Um, or you could certainly attempt to simply ford the water. Uh, it's not quite as deep as you might imagine. Uh, taking a glance at the hair, they suspect that if you were to make two quick jumps, that it was possible that there is a, a shallow enough space that you could land on and jump out before um, the water were to move too quickly and take you. I'd rather take the detour to the bridge. <laughs> uh, I, I I am a dumb bunny, and I do not trust the water. <laughs> are we on a time schedule on getting the eyes back to the corpse before you, it's no longer viable? What you know is that they must be brought back within a week, or at least that's what oh, you've been that's told. that's right. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with just waiting on the detour. Like, I want to kind of wait at the spot where we're following the trail 
-hmm. that way whenever they get across they just come back the same direction and whenever they meet up with me we can just keep on going forward oh splitting the party <laughs> <laughs> well i mean if you don't want to we dm's can... best friend <laughs> it's up to you guys I'm, I'm for it let's do it all right all right so steven you're gonna hang behind mm -hmm. And the two of you are going to head to the detour and then catch up with your with your friend here. Yes. Is that accurate? Okay. Then uh, let's say this is, is one of two things. One of the two of you, uh, Lindsay and Tanner, I need one of you to make for me a quick roll. Whichever one of you is better. I have a plus three, so you probably make. One, yeah, yeah. One it makes more sense. You're the one that's uh, moving. I anyway. am the transportation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a 10. A 10 total. All right. Um, so you're able to to head in the direction you were told to do so. Uh, it really doesn't take much difficulty to find what you were told was there. And in fact, there is an old footbridge, um, old footbridge. This is not something that's new construction in any way. It, for what it's worth, doesn't look particularly safe. Um, but as you hop on, any creaking or groaning that you hear, uh, fortunately, does not cause you to to fall into the water. Um, and you cross it. Uh, it does Sweet. take a little ways out of your way. Again, once you finally do catch back up uh, with your magpie friend, it is uh, now in total close to maybe one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, the sun is starting to move in the opposite direction. And hasn't gotten any cooler yet, but it is worth noting. Okay. We should probably press on with the trail if we yes. still have it. Yes. All right. About 20 minutes further on the trail that you're, you're following, in the distance you do start to hear sounds of revelry. Um, folks excited, delighted, making happy noises, talking to each other, laughing. Um, you also hear a bit of music, upbeat music in the distance. Ding dong, um, <laughs> and you, and you, you catch uh, interesting scents on the air as well. You in particular, Lindsay, would note um, it's definitely the smell of food, but not the kind of food that the witch cooks regularly. She, she makes uh, simple things, stews and those sorts of things. This smells um, very vibrant. Uh, sugar is, is a prominent scent in the air. Um, but this is all at a distance. You also hear something that is totally incongruous with that. Uh, a regular tromping of the, there, there are more than just pine trees. Now you're, you're running into to trees that have dropped um, very crisp leaves. So, you know, oaks and, and cherries and such. Um, and you're now hearing a regular crunch of them, a loud crunch at a measured pace that sounds as though it's coming toward you. I want to hide somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Because I am a very skittish little bunny. And, uh, okay. Keep an eye out. Well, then, I'm going to need, if you're all going to hide, I need a sly roll from each of you. I have a 12. Oh, that's and a very I did good number. roll a 10. And I had plus two. I have a uh, 12. A 12. Oh, my gosh. I, I have. Invisible. I oh, have did you roll a already? Three. Oh no! Uh, all right, good to know. So, at the sound <laughs> he, of this, he flies these... up. I'm a bird. I'm a bird. <laughs> I, got a piney, I got some leaves or pine needle in my eye. Um... <laughs> we don't use the word piney on this phrase anymore, on, the, on this podcast anymore, <laughs> Stephen. We, we have a very we have a very specific reason for not doing so, and you will have to tune into Podzilla 1985 to find out why. Anyway, uh, so Lindsay Tanner, the two of you are are capable of of hiding quite quickly and easily. Tanner, it, it, it's 
specifically just because of your size. It takes next to nothing. Um, you pop onto a tree and disappear effectively. Um, Lindsay, you were able to sort of dart off in the distance, maybe find a, a small uh, abandoned warren of some kind, and you dive into it. Uh, unfortunately, Stephen, you didn't get the memo. No. Um, <laughs> no like... So you were flying above where your friends were, and as they take off, you swoop down to land uh, to ask what's going on, but they're gone too quickly. And in that moment, to your left, you hear um, loud, heavy breathing. Not human, though. Um, you now recognize that it's not two feet that are, are tromping through the leaves here. It's four. Um, there is what you can only describe as the biggest dog you've ever seen it's Clifford. Oh. Probably a wolf, actually, <laughs> if it takes a second for you to come up with, with what these things are. Um, that is now moving much more quietly because it seems to have seen you. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't look friendly, does it? He does not. Okay. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, he bares his teeth a moment later, uh, haunches down his, his, his front end, and he moves to jump toward you. I'm going to need you to make a quick roll for me, please. Okay. Well, this is one of my better stats. It is. It's not one of your better rolls, though, unfortunately. The wolf dives toward you. Uh, It faints left, and it tricks you into moving left as well. And so it is able, unfortunately for it, not to snap its jaws around you, but it does bat you with its paw uh, and sends you tumbling to the side. You're going to take another point of danger there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're not out of this thing yet, though. Meanwhile, what are the other two of you doing? Um, I am panicking in my spot seeing this <laughs> happening and just kind of like shaking with anticipation, trying to figure out what to do to help. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Look, I stayed on her back, hide, hit, hitting, hitting in her fur, and I'm shaking too, <laughs> but it's because of her. Question for uh-huh. you. My conjure light. Yes. How bright is that? Um, it's not particularly flashy, but it does, uh, sort of, it's like turning on a light bulb. So it does sort of appear out of nowhere. Mm. It's not a gradual move. Can I kind of conjure it anywhere I want? Theoretically. Okay. I just want to see if I can conjure it right in front of its face Yeah. and kind of just disoriented enough to where I can get away. I like that. Um, and since this is one of those things that it's a spell and you know how to do well, normally this would be a, an interact with humans. So I'm going to say this is a clever role. Clever. Okay. That is a five. Okay. Well, you're capable of conjuring the light. Uh, it does flash in the wolf's eyes and, and the, the wolf makes sort of a, a wincing noise as it, it uh, rears back just a bit from you, but it has not gone off your trail. And in fact, uh, it's now moving in to strike again. Okay. I'm going to need another quick roll another from quick you. Roll. Uh-huh. Let's do better this time. Let's, please. Oh, oh my God. Three. You got to switch die, man. Bad. I'm a bad. No. <laughs> is that good? Um... It's not. The the wolf uh, is anticipating your every move and it moves in. These are, these are yeah, D10s right there. Yeah, please pick another one. Uh, it moves in uh, very quickly and this time it does actually clamp its jaws around you. So it is holding you in its in its mouth. Um, you were you are quite injured at this point. So you're gonna, you should be at three points of danger now if you're not. Um, and you are, you are actually restrained okay what are the other two of you doing at this point i i'm i'm seeing this and i've got to help now uh can't i yeah i want to dart out and try and scratch at it okay that would be a fierce roll i'm a bunny I have claws. <laughs> bunnies can scratch my cousin had bunnies <laughs> they're just like cats i mean they have teeth too but pretty, like you know pretty sharp. 
Uh, I got an eight. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you dart out of your hiding place with with Tanner on your back, uh, holding on for dear life, uh, and basically you just broadside this wolf. Um, you're not big enough really to do any damage to it, but it definitely didn't see you coming. It was too preoccupied with this bird that it got hold of, and so you slam right into its side. It yelps and it releases you, Stephen. Am I quick enough to dart back? Now that's the question, isn't it? I need both a quick roll from you, and then I'll need another one from Stephen in the aftermath. I got a ten. Okay, good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so fortunately, uh, even though you are injured, um. Lindsay's attack or or at least distraction was enough to to give you time to get away um you get up into the air that's the yes, important that's part yes uh it doesn't feel good you're you're in a lot of pain at this point but you you are capable of of all getting away um are you heading toward the village yes but cautiously okay all right so uh, as you outpace the wolf and it does eventually give up, of course, it can't get to you now that you're you're up in the air and, and you're much faster than, than this wolf, despite how fast it actually is. Uh, you approach the outskirts of the village and those scents, those sounds, and now also the lights as well. You can see sort of uh, flickering, colorful lights in the distance um, are becoming more and more prominent. It turns out the village, as best you can tell from the distance and, and what you know of them from the your witch having told you in the past, is having a festival of some kind and there's a lot of revelry there's a lot of sound of music of laughter um everyone seems to have come out for this and so the entirety of the village itself uh is all out in full force that's a lot of people indeed it is probably more people than you've ever seen in your life i uh I, we need to know what's going on so i'm gonna i'm gonna crawl off my rabbit friend and, and see if I can't crawl onto an unsuspecting person in the village here and see if I can mm. eavesdrop on some okay. things. Make a, make a sly roll for me. If you would, please. That is a thing I can do. That is a 12 again. All right. A 12. Hey, that's a good roll. So yeah, you quickly nimbly crawl uh, up onto the, um, let's say onto the, the knapsack of some uh, someone who's passing by in that moment, um, someone who's actively not paying attention to you. In fact, it, it, after a little bit, you notice uh, it's a mother who's taking care of a couple of different children, one of which is constantly trying to run off to get treats, uh, one of which she's actively swaddling in her arms. Uh, so she's very preoccupied, does not see you or notice you in any way. Um, you hear in passing as she passes several people um, something to the effect of three cheers for the witch hunter and people cheer uh, along with him. Hip, hip, hooray, and all this. Uh, that sound seems to be coming from possibly the east end of town. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of discussion about the witch hunter and how he saved the village and how uh, appreciative everyone is of his contributions. All right, I'm going to climb back down, go okay. and inform my, my compatriots, and uh, see if we can't move towards where these cheers are coming from. Yeah, you're able to do so with no real difficulty. There are a lot of people out and about, um, but none of you are so unusual as to be seen in town. Maybe you, Lindsay, to some degree, um, since you're quite I'm, clearly a woodland creature. I'm um, a wandering bunny. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's not so unusual as to stop people. Uh, maybe occasionally a couple of children go bunny, and you're able and to sneak away very quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, on the east end of town, there is a large platform that is set up um, with a very opulent chair at the center, and, and there are people basically it almost looks like they're they're coming to pay tribute like a like a, you would to a king possibly um but it's very clear to all of you this is no king this is no mayor this is the witch hunter 
He's quite clearly dressed as such uh, in very uh, close-fitting dyed black leather armor. Um, at his side, it's basically hilt uh, up and, and end down, uh, resting against the, the very nice and opulent chair that he's in, uh, is a, an axe that looks sharper than any instrument you've ever seen. The blade is um, very precise, very thin, but quite long, the kind that might cause a very particular groove to be left behind after its yeah, use. Yeah, if you're a loser that just drags your axe to the ground rather than carrying <laughs> it like a normal person. Um, and he is receiving gifts from the people. They're bringing up baskets of fruits and goods. Um, they're bringing up gold coins and leaving them behind, and he's quite dismissive of them as they do. He accepts them, but uh, there's no particular attention paid to anyone who leaves a gift. And the, where is the axe currently? Is he holding it? Is sitting, sitting beside him. Sitting so, beside him? So if I were in this chair, I'd be sitting right here, leaned up against the arm. So just kind of sitting there, easily to knocked over. Sure. Okay. Now, now for what it's worth, the, the axe head is on the ground. Okay. So you can knock it over, but it'll just be the handle that will hit the ground. Okay. Just bonk. Uh, can I look around, see, like... How big is this mining town? Is it enough to where, like, there may be some, like, defenses for the, like, walls of the town, you know? Or... The town's not really walled off, not in the way that you might expect. Um, they're, they're not regularly under any sort of duress or attack or anything like that. The Witch Hunter seems to be their primary means of defense against um, a very specific kind of person. Other than that, there, there doesn't seem to be, like, a standing militia or anything of that sort. So, I have a plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do tell. All right. And tell quickly. Yeah. Dead air. Lindsay, I'm trying to think. Would it be pretty easy for you, for, per se, for you to uh, run between somebody's legs and trip them up if they're distracted? Possibly. Hmm. Steven, do you think you could swoop in and knock, a, knock an axe to the ground? I mean, I could, but again, that's we're gonna have to get the axe head to where it can fall on someone and do some. Well, damage. I'm thinking, no, what if somebody falls fall on the axe? Falls on the axe. On oh, the axe. I see what he's saying. I see now. Yeah. So uh, that said, I'm gonna try to. I've well, shared this plan. He's in a he's in a chair though, right? Yeah, but if a he spider is. crawls up his neck, you or know. or <laughs> several spiders. Mm. Okay. Okay. okay, so here's my plan. Steven, as soon as you get a chance, knock that axe to the ground if you can. Okay. If you want to give that a shot real quick. Yeah, I guess if we want to do that. Okay, so uh, this is a fierce this is a fierce move as you're attempting to, to push, pull, carry something. <laughs> He's talking to the dice, seven. not me. That is a seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so what you're doing is very simple. It's not a particularly weighty handle, so you're able to, to knock it over in and of itself. Um, but in, in doing so, I mean, the, the witch hunter does notice you and, and turns and sort of swats at you as you move by. You move out of his, his uh, reach very quickly. Okay. You are noticed, though. I tell Lindsay to be, like, be ready. And I'm going to cast I'm my spell. Point. Yeah, so so <laughs> as you're doing this, Tanner, the, the Witch Hunter is leaning over in his chair to, to lift the axe back up. Before he gets a chance, I'd like to cast my spell, which was a spell distraction or confusion. Yeah, so this is a clever roll. My spell is I magic up spiders to cover the human body to distract them. Yeah. Whether so they're fighting. Basically, you duplicate yourself in some ways from phantom versions of yourself. Yeah. yeah, okay. Make a clever roll. Yeah, Make go. a good one, too. Uh, four. 
Not a clever, not a good. No, one. No, no. So here's the problem. Uh, you climb up the, the the witch hunter's leg as he leans over. Uh, he spots you on uh, his knee. You go to cast your spell, and for whatever reason, it doesn't make more of you. It kind of makes less of you. You look less impressive potentially than than what would normally be the case. It is still confusing and distracting because he looks at you and and first sees a normal size sort of daddy long leg spider, and then one that seems. Smaller, smaller and less scary than before so he's still distracted um but he does swat at you forcing you to get out of the way very quickly you need to take a point of danger for me as well because you're now actively engaged in getting away from him for what it's worth though he is distracted okay so Lindsay, you want to you want to um, i'm gonna dart at his feet okay so this will be uh this will be a quick roll you, you it's a movement situation six Six is good enough. Uh, again, it's just a basic uh, deal. You're not trying to do anything particularly difficult. So you dart at his feet, and yeah, in fact, he does get distracted, or he's already distracted. He does get uh, discombobulated, I guess would be a better word. Um, and uh, he slips out of his chair. He's tumbling out of it. Um, Tanner, for what it's worth, you and the axe both are kind of right in his path. I'm going to need you to make a quick roll for me. Okay. Five. Okay, so you move out of the way just as the full weight of the witch hunter is coming down and he lands unceremoniously, but not in a way that seems particularly damaging to anyone. There are people who are sort of rushing up to the stage to see if he's okay. Um, as they roll him over, he's got just the smallest nick on the artery in his neck, on his jugular, uh, and it is actively spurting blood as he speaks. Um <laughs> So he's like trying to cover it up. People around him are trying to do the same, and all of you are kind of caught in the fray. What do you want to do? Cause chaos and just run all <laughs> over the place. I, I, yeah. I want to get try to get people away from him. Can I, I want to try okay. to conjure, I guess, the light again okay. like, around him, try to get people. To That's probably smart. That will be your fourth point of danger for what it's worth. Using magic, say, is, always, say, using magic is always to, dangerous. Oh, you take right. it regardless. I try to use my spell again. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, Just to see if I can distract the people. Remember, the goal minute. is to get his eyes. Yes. Yeah, or I at least to, one of them. I'm going to try to distract the crowd in the immediate area, and I need Steven to come out and peck his eyes out. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can do that if you can give can me a spell. All right. So, around? Tanner, go ahead and take your point of danger if you're casting your yeah. spell, and then that'll be a clever roll. Oh, seven. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. So what does your spell do this time? Uh, it's, it just conjures multiples of myself. Okay. And yeah. I so these the phantom spiders are sort of, it almost looks like he, he nicked his neck and, and they're spiders. bursting out of him. <laughs> the people around him scatter in total like, chaos. Oh my God. Ah. Yes. Yes. So the help he's calling for, he's not fire. getting because he's trying to hold his own blood in and it looks like he's trying to keep the spiders in his neck. Yeah. Steven. What you, oh, I'm just going to start screaming. Oh, Steven. All right. All right. Going for fierce, going for the eyes. Yeah, this is a fierce do it, move. Do it. That's an eight, and that is good enough. Um, you pack at his left eye like crazy, uh, to the point that eventually you get right in behind and uh, you feel that nerve right in your beak. You pull one time, and the eyeball just pops right out. Yeah. It is held in your beak. All right, I didn't like the sound Let's effect. Get out, of Let's get out of here. Out of here. <laughs> out. All, All right, right. Jump back uh, back. no, no rolls necessary. It is absolute chaos. The witch hunter has now got one eye over his or one uh, hand over his open eye socket, another one on the arterial spray that's going everywhere, and you all escape in the chaos. Uh, it takes a while, it is getting cold as you make your way back uh, to the cottage where you, you normally spend your days. Um, Stephen, what do you do with the eye? Um, 
we just need to get it to the corpse, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to try to get it to, I guess, her face as close as I can. I don't know where <laughs> she needs it. So. so you leave it near the witch's face uh, where she's she's laid face down. Nothing happens immediately. Um, and as the night passes, it's not clear what's supposed to happen. So eventually you all kind of just in exhaustion drift off to sleep. Um, however, the next morning... Even the two of you who normally don't stay inside are, are there, and you wake up to quite a warm feeling. The fireplace is lit, uh, and the witch has a bubbling cauldron going atop it. Uh, a bubbling cauldron of stew. It smells wonderful. It smells delicious. Um, <laughs> she would turn to all of you and say, my friends, thank you. And she holds up with her free hand by the optic nerve. An eye that is slowly so shriveling. She drops it into the stew and says, of course, for taste. Ew. I don't and think that's... I want that stew. <laughs> I'm that's, good. That's where we're going to call it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PZ85 Plays. Again, part of the Podzilla 1985 Network. Please uh, go back and check out all of our shows. You can search them by tag. This show and lots of others like uh, Podzilla After Dark, which we do on our Thursdays. Um, paranormal discussions of I Want to Believe uh, with specials that we run on, on Mondays uh, every once in a while. Um, we've got uh, everything from pro wrestling discussion, like pro wrestling unscripted on Wednesdays. Extras and epilogues, our new uh, film review series that we started running on Wednesdays as well. It's all waiting for you at podzilla1985.com or search podzilla1985 on uh, Apple or Spotify. Thank you for, for watching and listening. We'll see you soon.